guys ready to enter the danger zone hey what's up it's another panic attack with big john that is me of course and uh we're gonna look at the new republican congress's first week in office do all that like share subscribe comment stuff follow me on getter twitter and truth social at the real underscore big john all day I've been saying, follow me on Instagram. You can if you want, but <laughs> that's not my main social media. Twitter, Getter, Truth Social at the real underscore Big John. So they did manage to accomplish a good deal in the first week, and then I'll bust your bubble. But we'll get into that momentarily. Let me light one up, listen to the danger zone. By Kenny Loggins, the the real theme song from the Top Gun movie, the original Top Gun. Uh, I don't man, I just remember this song. You'd be riding your bicycle with your Walkman or your Genera man headphones on, <laughs> and this song would come on your mixtape, and you start pedaling a little faster, pretend you're flying one of those jets. Oh boy, I really needed to get a life. Still do. So, alright, BRB as soon as I light one up. Okay, I'm RB. So, it was a successful week. There was the Gang of 20 holdout to get Kevin McCarthy elected. There were, um, <clears throat> there were some very important backroom deals made. They're not going to bullshit you. Uh, Matt Gates, the kind of gang leader, he was on Timcast IRL talking the other day uh, about this. So if you want to look that up on YouTube, Timcast IRL, Matt Gates. But let's look at what they did. The rules package, there was a lot in this rules package that needed to happen for Kevin McCarthy to become speaker. There were some other uh, things that needed to be done that couldn't be put in the rules, couldn't be put really in writing, but it was a matter of trust, I guess Matt Gates said. The biggest thing is one person in the Republican conference can make a motion to vacate the speaker's chair. Uh, that gives the speaker a little bit less power than what Nancy Pelosi's decrepit iron fist had. But they got the rules package through. Uh, the Gang of 20 got everything they wanted. Democrats, they had some things in there they liked and didn't like. But the Gang of 20 got it. The next thing that they passed on a party line vote was uh, the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Act. So this mandates that if a baby is being aborted and the baby lives, the doctor is obligated to send that 
baby to a hospital for emergency treatment. And then the process can go from there. The baby can be put up for adoption or whatever. How will this be enforced? That's the question. Because... If it does clear the Senate hurdle and it does not get vetoed by Joe Biden, you're not going to have a policeman in every abortion room watching to see if the baby's born alive or dead and then saying, hey, send that baby to the hospital. It'll be up to the doctor and it will be up to someone else in that abortion room to... I guess, to, uh, report that the doctor did not send the baby to a hospital, even though it was born alive. Crazy. Strange. They got the defund the IRS bill passed. Uh, it's got one of those pretty names to it. Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act. The IRS is going after more small businesses and small people than it is millionaires. The Democrats tried to turn this around and <laughs> as if they didn't walk into Congress broke and come out rich themselves, right? They're trying to say that, oh, even though more poor people are being audited they're millionaires. The Republicans are still looking out for their millionaire buddies in this. No, this is looking out for Main Street and the little people. Uh, Main Street mom and pop businesses is what I mean. They don't have the multi-million dollar lawyers and accountants to cheat the tax, not really cheat the tax code, but use the benefits and the loopholes of the tax code to benefit themselves. Mom and pop lawyers go into court with maybe a local attorney uh, trying to fight the IRS. They maybe do their own books online or with some kind of software. And they just don't have the resources that big corporations do. So, um, pardon me, I got a text message. Uh, but they don't have the resources, family-owned businesses, people like myself. We don't have the big money, so we're easy pickings for the IRS if we make a mistake or if they think we made a mistake. They did get the subcommittee uh, to or subcommittee on United States competition with the Chinese Communist Party, and actually 146 Democrats voted for this. Also, uh, was watching an interesting documentary on Hulu yesterday. This is important. Go check this out. It's you might be able to find it someplace else too. Uh, it's called the China Hustle. And it's all about how, you know, Wall Street short-selling uh, brokers, I guess they are, 
they will take a company that's in the United States that's basically gone out of business but is still registered on the stock exchange and do what's called a reverse merger. Uh, and then it'll they'll merge this little debunked, uh, let's say, coal company that went out of business in, you know, 1910. I don't know. 1910 is not a real thing. I know. 1910 and merge it with the Chinese company that's bullshit. Chinese company that may be worth four or five million dollars, may be worth nothing. And the Chinese company will fudge the books. The Chinese government doesn't give a shit that their companies and businessmen are ripping off American uh, stockholders. They'll merge the company with help from American stockbrokers and sell the stock and say it's a $10 million company. The stock might trade for four or five bucks. The big guys, they'll invest in it at a dollar or two a share and get out of it at seven, eight, nine, ten dollars and make a nice profit for themselves. Meanwhile, when the company goes kaput because it was bullshit to begin with, mom and pop stockholders, investors, your 401k, your retirement, the retirement you may be trying to build for yourself because your employer doesn't have a retirement plan, or maybe you're self-employed and you have to make your own uh, 401k, so to speak, your own retirement plan. You invest in these companies because the liars on Wall Street have merged with this Chinese company that's barely anything, but claims to have millions of dollars in assets. And then the company goes to shit, the stock is worth zero, and you're left holding the, you're left out of hundreds of thousands of dollars that you've invested thinking you were going to play the stock market itself. So that's what this uh, subcommittee is going to look into. You know, I could go on and on about China. I don't think we should be trading or doing business as a nation with any country that is letting drugs come into the United States. The fentanyl that comes through the southern border, we blame that all on Mexico, but it comes through the Chinese organized crime rings to the Mexican organized crime rings into the United States. So why are we trading anything and doing any business with China and Mexico? You tell me. I think it's bullshit. But anyways. So they got the subcommittee to investigate United States competition with the Chinese Communist Party. They also got the subcommittee to investigate the weaponization of the government versus American citizens. The FBI, the Department of Justice, spying on, indicting, raiding journalists, Project Veritas, 
raiding former President Trump because he didn't have a good enough padlock on classified documents that he declassified and ended up at his house. Uh, many things they're going after old Trump for. But they weaponize against other people too. It's not just a Donald Trump thing like the media wants you to believe. The uh, government, the FBI, raided the home of Project Veritas journalists. My main computer screen just went blank here. I'm trying to get it back up. That's what I'm doing. I was pissing around for. Come on. Didn't know to go blank just because I had you on mute. Okay. That's working now. All right, now we're cooking with Crisco again. So, they got that. Part of the deal, okay, this is something Matt Gates said, that it, it can't be put into law, but this is one of those backroom deals, and hey, if you follow through with it, you've gained a little trust, okay? To get the votes... For McCarthy to become speaker, there were six people that held out and demanded he release all of the security camera footage from the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Now, I don't think the federal government's going to do a whole hell of a lot, but here's what we can do. The internet sleuth world can take and look at those pictures and they can use facial recognition software as well. And we can see who in MAGA hats are FBI we can see for ourselves who in MAGA hats are Antifa, who are Black Lives Matter, and who are other various uh, members of communist, socialist, fascist elements in the United States that wanted to make the MAGA party look bad. So now we have access to all that security footage. Also, the one person who did die on January 6th, the only person that died directly from the violence on January 6th is Ashley Babbitt. To this point, all we have had of that murder is cell phone video. Now... I'm sure there were security cameras in those hallways and in that stairway. Now we have multiple angles. What what did the uh, House of Representatives security guard see? What was he seeing from his angle? 
Did that justify him shooting an unarmed woman who was basically being lifted and helped through a window? That others had broke out. And she was trying to stop them from breaking the window. And then she was... Her husband thinks she got claustrophobic and was like, just get me the F out of here. And that's why she tried to climb through the window with help. Also, on other cell phone camera footage that's never been released. Uh, on Well, when I say never been released, it's never been in the mainstream news. Obviously, it's been released because I've seen it. There are pic there's video of Ashley Babbitt and her friends bringing water bottles to the security guards at the Capitol and telling people not to F with the Capitol police that were guarding those doors. So now all the January 6th footage is going to be released. That's a promise Kevin McCarthy made to the last six holdouts that voted present and not yes. They voted present, and that lowered the bar for the number of yes, pardon me, yes votes that he needed. Um, now, why is all that important? And let me bust your bubble. These things are important because these are things that they ran on. They were in their commitment to America plan. They got very little fanfare in the mainstream media, but it was there. This is why 5 million more Republicans turned out to vote than Democrats this midterm election. Now the bubble bursts. <laughs> Things like the Born Alive Survivors Act will probably not pass the Senate because Mitch McConnell was a douche. Uh, you know, the, the illegitimate son of Granny Clampett and General Akbar, that guy. He let Herschel Walker and Mehmet Oz lose, uh, and other senators probably. There, it could have been a 55 Republican Senate majority if, if McConnell hadn't been a, a bastard. But the Democrats have the edge in the Senate along with the rhinos, like Mittens Romney. And so they will not pass things like the Survivors Act. Uh, the funding of the 87,000 IRS agents, that already went through as part of that big omnibus bill. It probably, the defunding this new bill, will probably not pass the Senate. And there are a lot of things that this uh, group of pink trickle, <laughs> the, the thin majority of the Republicans promised that they're going to pass the House. They're not going to pass the Senate. And if they do, Joe Biden has already promised to veto some of this legislation. Uh, some other things I wanted to gibbity gab about Ronna McDaniel I, I thought she was cool uh, turns out she's not so cool um, the Trump 2020 election I don't know what to say about that I'm just not going to go there uh, but since she's been chairwoman of the RNC 
We've lost a few elections. She's a good fundraiser, but she is not a visionary. She's not a grassroots person. Uh, she is being challenged by Harmeet Dillon. And Harmeet has vision. She knows that we have to win this mail-in ballot race. Mail-in voting, vote by mail, whatever you want to call it, is here. In certain states, it ain't going nowhere. Okay? We've got to get not just our people to the ballot box, but our ballots to the ballot box. Okay? And so, Republicans have to be forward-thinking. This is one of Hermit's plans. Also, Hermit Dillon is running to get Republicans more online, more into the uh, 21st century that we've been in for 23 years now. Uh, work the social media better. Work the internet better for fundraising and for getting our message out. It can be done. It can be done. Uh, the government and the Democrat politicians, they use psychological operations just like the military uses. They use online psychops all the time uh, in wars. At least they have been for the last 20 or so years. Well, before that, they did... Uh, Things like dropping leaflets and playing propaganda and stuff like that over loudspeakers or radio, whatever. But psychological warfare in the internet, I know that sounds like a scary thought. Oh, Republicans are going to use psychological warfare? Obama did it in 2008, 2008, however you want to say it, in 2012. They tried to get Trump to use Obama's PSYOP social media company in 2016, but he said, nah, forget it. There's something shady about that bunch. But I think the best thing is to have a new Republican chairwoman that has a vision. Uh, and also, Hermit Dillon said we've got to learn to beat the Democrats in the courts because they're throwing everything into court. They have for years and years. And Republicans have tried. Carrie Lake is trying. Donald Trump tried. Carrie Lake is actually succeeding. But the idea that, hey, if we can't win at the ballot box, we'll win in the courtroom. Democrats have been doing that for a while. Hermit Dillon is a Republican, or she's a Republican, duh, but she is a attorney for the Republican Party. So she knows how to win the battles in the courtrooms as well as in uh, getting our votes to the ballot box, to the drop box, in the mail, whatever. She has plans to increase our social media presence. Uh, the future of campaigning, the, the 20 to 30 year olds, they aren't watching TV, they aren't looking in the mailbox, they aren't getting leaflets off their door handle. Uh, 
all the things that I was taught and have done for 20 years to win elections, that's now obsolete. We've got to reach that 20 to 30-year-old demographic. And they're online. They're on TikTok. They're on apps of all sorts. So if you're a candidate, you can't just go door to door anymore. I still think it's a valuable asset. And I still think you need to be out there talking with the people at you know, farm bureau meetings and county fairs and at their doorstep. But to reach that new generation of voter that is in their 20s right now, we have to start doing podcasts. We have to become TikTokers. We have to become social media savvy. We have to learn how to work the algorithms what keywords to use in uh, in our titles of our videos and posts, what hashtags to use, all those things. Uh, sometimes when I see a hashtag is trending, it might not be in English, but I'll click and use that hashtag just to throw my video into whatever's trending worldwide, hoping I'll get a few more hits. Like, what's this idiot? talking about you know oh let's click on that never know so that's what the new republican congress has done it's important for me to talk about this because the mainstream media will not talk about their successes will not tell that republican voters that they're doing what we sent them to do so that being said Love somebody today. Be the reason somebody feels loved. And until next panic attack, God bless you guys. Have a great day.